Hello, everyone. Welcome to a Playful Escape podcast, a podcast where two sisters talk about anything and everything. And sometimes we have to take random pauses in the middle of the episode recording because we are recording from home and so many things happen at home. My name is Kimberly. My name is Cindy. And we are your hosts. Do you leave those pauses in? How would people know that? No, I get rid of those pauses. But when I edit those, I have to make sure that whatever it is that we're talking about still makes sense. The only thing that you'll notice in the editing is the change of our voice volume or our energy. So sometimes we'll be like really, really excited because we're really into a story and then something happens and we have to pause, wait until it's silent again, and then we continue it. But the energy is not the same. Yeah. But it's because you have to stop and start over again that your energy changes. You lose your momentum. Exactly. Anyways, Cindy, do you want to tell our listeners what we are talking about today? There is a boy in our lives. A very special boy, if you will. He was fathered, brought up by the same people we all were. He is our little brother, who's very tall, so it's not really little. He's our younger brother. I love that intro for him. So today, if you haven't guessed, we're talking about Johnny. Hello, Johnny. I know you don't listen to our podcast, but hi. I was going to say, let's give him a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, he doesn't listen to our podcast. It's fine. I mean, we talk to him anyway, so he knows, like, things that we mention on our podcast occasionally. Yeah, that's true. He's one of those, he'll support you, but he also doesn't care (laughs) at the same time. Yes, I suppose. That's a good way to put it. I don't want to say that he doesn't, like, he's not interested or he doesn't care. It's just... It's kind of like how I've stated before. Most people, they're just more interested in their own things. Mm -hmm. Where do we begin? Well, let's see. He was a wee lad many, many years ago. Always been the independent type, right? Yep. That's something like our mom always says. He's always been very independent or he's always wanted to be very independent have we have we said that story of uh, that funny story that happened with our dad when he was changing the oil? Have we brought that up in the podcast? No. <laughs> so that's something I want to bring up. I also wanted to bring up when our parents were younger or when we were younger as well. They didn't really know much about like computers and a lot of things, I suppose. <laughs> and our brother was the first to like navigate through like the internet and everything and my mom was like I have no idea what you're doing I don't even know if you should be doing what you're doing (laughs) I guess we can start there and then make our way to the other little story and then we'll go from there yeah I think the internet story is a really good story because he was a toddler at that time yeah so I'm pretty sure we've discussed this in our previous podcasts, but let me recap that our dad would work the day shift and our mom would work the graveyard shift. And so she would take care of us during the day while my dad was at work. And before my brother started going to school, since she worked nights, she would be tired. 
So what she would do to all of us, but more so my brother because he was younger and the one that was at home the most, is she'd like give him her makeup and be like, here, put makeup on my face. And, you know, as long as she felt little fingers touching her hands, doing whatever, she knew, okay, he's right here. He's okay. He's fine. He's preoccupied. As soon as she would stop feeling little hands and fingers, she's like, okay, where is he? What is he doing? And what he would do when he would most likely disappear or when she was sleeping, I'm trying to clarify and make that point, is they bought a computer when computers were initially coming out, when when they were more affordable. (laughs) No, they weren't affordable. They were super expensive. I understand, but like we didn't buy like those old Apple computers. Like we've never bought Apple computers. We've always bought different brands. Mm -hmm. So it was cheaper but still expensive because it was new. So our parents bought a computer and they even bought us like those CD games and learning things. Yeah. But our brother, when he had a preschool one, for example, just to like get him started, there were options where you can like go on the internet. And I think that's how he started his journey onto the internet. But like he used to play those games all the time. I think we all had ours or had some for our grade levels or our reading or education levels. And our brother liked all of them, basically. He liked playing them. He didn't care for the math or the reading. He did it, but like he didn't care that it was math or reading as long as he was doing it. I would like to say that these CD-ROM discs were, I remember the brand, their Jumpstart Mm -hmm. brand. Yeah. So they're always bright, colorful, very vibrant. They're meant to get your attention. Once you finish the game, they always give you a pop-up window. It's like, to find more of these websites or for find more of these discs to buy more, click here and it will take him to the internet so he can purchase more. Even though he was a kid, didn't really know that, but he would just click on it and get on the internet. Yeah, so that's how he would like find his way to the internet. And that's like a little bit of backstory as to how he was doing it. And I feel like that is an important part of kind of who he is. He is very much a millennial in that sense where he's not afraid of anything having to do with the internet and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like he can navigate his way around a computer he can navigate his way onto the internet and that came from a very young age although i am a millennial and technically i am older than him it took me much longer to get to that place where i was comfortable doing things on the computer or on the internet i just i dreaded it i don't like it as much Mm -hmm. so That was like that point of that story. He is very much a modern boy, if you will. (laughs) So that was that first story. The next story is just a little funny story that's like one of my favorite stories that our parents have told us. Because I don't know, it was it's just unexpected. And I think the unexpectedness of it is what makes it so funny. I already stated that this one is of our dad changing the oil in his truck. And... I mean, I'm assuming a lot of you know how to change oil, actually. But uh, if you don't, you have to drain your oil that's under your car. And then you have to close it back and then put new oil in and 
that should prevent it from coming out because you closed it. That's, of course, if you remember to close it. And our brother was young. He was a, a toddler. I don't know if he had started school yet or not, but our brother was watching our dad pouring new oil into his truck. So court by court, he would be pouring it into his truck. And my brother was just watching him. And he's a little kid. You don't know how things are sometimes. Like, so he could see my dad pouring the oil into his truck, but he's not like knowing where it's going, if it should be coming out from under his truck or anything. So he's watching my dad and then he ducks down to look under the truck and he asks my dad, seriously, he's like, is it supposed to be coming down underneath? And my dad freaks out thinking he'd forgot to like cap it and that it was he was like making a mess. And he was like, what? And he looks down and my brother just starts laughing because he didn't realize that no, it's not supposed to, <laughs> which is why like my brother was just like genuinely confused. It's like, you know, when you pour water, you know, water just flows down, but the oil was going somewhere. And my brother was like, is it supposed to? Like, I don't see it. Is it supposed to be coming down? He just scared my dad thinking that he was making a mess. My dad basically, like the way he says it, he's like, he was pulling a joke on me. Like he literally probably knew that it wasn't supposed to be going under or didn't know. But he asked me so seriously, he's like, is there supposed to be oil coming down or something? And my dad was like, what? <laughs> so that was really funny. And, and when my dad tells us that story, like he's always like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that to me. <laughs> which Which is always... I don't know. I think it's kind of cute when you're thinking of a little kid doing that. Yeah. In that kind of sense. It's funny, though, because the logic behind it is, yes, you're pouring something in. It's a liquid. Normally, you pour something into something else. Mm -hmm. You're going to see the water flow. But apparently, our dad already plugged up the hole for the oil. But Johnny was just like, shouldn't it be coming down? He probably saw that something was already coming down and expected more to come down. Right, right. That Yeah, that's a good point. But, oh, my God. In the moment while he was, like, who knows how, how much oil he had already poured into his truck. It could have been, like, <laughs> like I don't know, like, half of it already. So, <laughs> but it just made a mess. Oh, yeah, making a mess of oil. And then on top of that, your car is getting the oil if you completely ran out of the oil, you can't easily go to the store to buy more unless you had a backup vehicle. Right, right. That's a good point. Oh, man. How stressful would that be? Well, that's not really... That wasn't really an issue, but... But I don't know. I just think it's funny. Yeah, no. Of course. It is really funny. I feel like there's so many different stories about Johnny, but Johnny growing up helps create the person that he is today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And all of those experiences, him observing these instances and him going through the, the process of finding out how to get on the internet on his own is the kind of person that he is right now for work or anything else. When there's a situation in front of him, he tries to solve it or does what he can to get answers for a question that he has. and. Either it, he comes to us or he'll look it up on the internet for himself. Right. Yeah. So I guess that brings up a point. He isn't really one to like 
ask too much for help. I will say that. But at the same time, he does ask for things that he doesn't want to do. <laughs> I was waiting for that. That that part. Yeah. And I don't know if we've mentioned mentioned this in our podcast at all, but like we we often say how our brother he can he can make you do things you didn't really want to do, but because you asked him for something. So, yeah. If he's in a seat where he's blocking our cupboard, I can ask him, "Hey, could you pass me a cup?" Because it's right there. It's you know you're you're in my way, so let me just inconvenience you for a second so you could hand me a cup so I can get something to drink. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll get you your cup, but can you bring me um, some juice from the refrigerator, which is further out of my way?" But the only reason I asked him for the cup was because I didn't want him to move. I just wanted him to hand it to me. That's really funny, though, because that has happened to me several times where I literally just want him to give me a thing that he happens to be sitting right next to. And all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'll get you this napkin. But you have to go to the garage and get me a soda. Like, there's always a catch to some of those things, which is hilarious because it's just another way that he gets what he wants out of us. And we'll do it because, I don't know, we just do it. (laughs) (laughs) We're trained to do it. Yeah, that's the funniest thing, I think, to me, is sometimes you don't realize he's doing it at all. It's just kind of like, oh, he's like, "Uh, can I get this? And he's like, yeah, sure, can you bring me this? But, like... It's usually, like, out of our way. And sometimes, yeah, like you said, you don't know why you do it, but it just kind of happens. I think that's the reason. It's like, you don't realize we're doing it. Like, you can't say no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. It was hilarious because just this week, I think you were in class, he asked me, Kim, can you go get the burger patty from the garage? And I was like, I'm about to go feed our dogs. I guess I can go do it. And I bring it, I put it in the kitchen for him so he can make it. And obviously, I'm like, you're going to make me one too, right? Because you can't just cook yourself a burger. You're going to make me one too. He's like, yeah, I'll make you a burger if you make french fries. You made french fries? No, I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought this time I was like, I don't want french fries. <laughs> Do you like how I, I already expected you to have made it? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, she's going to cave. <laughs> I don't want french fries. You want french fries. If you want french fries, you make it. I don't know how to use the air fryer because we have an air fryer now. I don't know how to use it. And he's like, there's a fries button. I was like, I don't want to do it. (laughs) And he's like, fine then. No french fries it is. I had chips. That's funny. Yeah, actually, speaking of that, when I finished my class, I finished my class, I think, an hour early that day. And I get out of the room that I locked myself into so I wouldn't hear a lot of background noise. And my mom is like, oh, Johnny made burgers. I told him to make you one, but he didn't want to. And I was like, what? So I go into <laughs> to talk to Johnny. And I'm like, Johnny, you made burgers? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, can you make me one? And he was like, make it yourself. And I was was like, no, Johnny, come on. You could have made me one. He's like, I didn't know you wanted one. I was like, 
how could you like not know all the time he makes burgers i want a burger <laughs> and the funny thing is mom and dad weren't sure if he was gonna actually make it for me and i guess while i was asking him in in our in the room um, my mom and dad were saying, he's like, oh, if if Cindy gets Johnny to make this burger, we got to ask her what her trick is. Like, how did how did she <laughs> convince Johnny to do this? And, yeah, because he doesn't do anything for us in that sense. Yeah, no, it's not to say like, oh, Johnny's super lazy. I mean, we always used to think that. We always used to think, oh, my God, Johnny is so lazy. He never wants to do anything. And it, like, it was a pain in our butt. But Ever since he started working, we realized that, like, okay, yeah, he doesn't really like to do things, but it's not that he doesn't want to, he doesn't know how to or anything. It's just, like, he just doesn't want to. And if he doesn't want to, he's not going to. <laughs> it's, like, there's no way you can change that. So, like, the way I make him do things is I have to, like, walk him through it. I didn't tell mom and dad. I was just, my, my mom, afterwards, my mom told me, she was like, oh, how did you convince Johnny to make you a burger? I was like, oh, please, little brother, please. And then mommy was like, oh, your dad can't do that. I was like, no, <laughs> you see? <laughs> yeah. So he did end up making you a burger. Yeah, yeah, he did. But like what I did was like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? He's like, well, take out the pan. I was like, okay, which pan? And then I got it out and I was like, now what? He's like, turn on the fire. And I was like, well, clearly, but like, what else? He's like, do you need me to get bread, cheese? Like, what, what, what do you need? What do I, like, what don't you want to do, basically? Is what <laughs> like, I'll take out all of the ingredients. You just cook the meat for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, he did, he did make it for me. And, and my mom was like, how did you convince him to do it? And I was like, I just, I like, I asked him nicely. And then I just kind of pushed him, <laughs> you know? And yeah, so then my, my mom was like, your dad wants to know how you did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I didn't say that that's what I do. Like, I basically, you know, like I said, walk him through it. It's like, okay, for example, say he needs to make his bed. If I want him to make his bed, I'm going to like help him take off his bed sheets and then give him the new ones. Like, here, grab that corner. Help me with this side. Oh, can you like put this pillowcase on your pillow? And like, he's going to like passively start doing it probably. But like, that's kind of how you like push it to get done. So that that's kind of how I like do things. Like I kind of push him to do it. I'm the one who usually does his laundry because he doesn't really have time with work and school. And I'm only like going to school, and now with this quarantine, there's not much work. Like we, we can go anywhere. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm still here. I'm still able to do it. So I help him do his laundry, and I fold his clothes, and I help him put them away, and keep things organized, basically, like in his drawers, in the closet, or whatever. And I know he has a lot of clothes that he could get rid of. I often tell him, I was like, hey, just go through your socks or go through your underwear or your shirts, whatever doesn't fit you because he's grown a lot and he's really tall or like clothes shrink or they get dirty or stained or ugly or whatever. And you just have to get rid of things. While I'm helping him like by washing and putting away his clothes and everything, I'm like, hey, this is a size medium. This doesn't fit you anymore. Do you still want it? And, like, I'll help him get rid of stuff. But, like, sometimes I'm always like, come on, while I'm here, while I'm able to fix your drawer, because otherwise he would just throw everything back all messy, I, like, push him to, like, okay, declutter all the shirts that don't fit you anymore. 
that's a trick, guys. If you have somebody in your life that's <laughs> not motivated to do stuff like that, just tell them you'll help fix it. I'm just so curious to know what would happen if he's living on his own and he has to do all of the things that he doesn't like to do. I'm sure he'll manage. He'd probably be like you said, uh, or like like we imagine he used to be like a little lazy at first. But you can only push things so far. If you have nobody else to fall onto to like give those responsibilities to, you're going to have to do it. But beyond the laziness in our brother, we know that he's really into video games. He he's observing. He'll listen to you. But the really really bizarre thing about it is that sometimes. He acts like he's not listening to you. He'll be on his phone scrolling through Instagram or responding to text messages or whatever. And you'll try to talk to him about something. And he's genuinely still listening to you, which I find is super, super bizarre. Because sometimes I would drive him to school or work before he started driving or drive to the store. And sometimes I take those moments to just say, hey, how are you doing? Catching up or tell him, hey, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. He was the first person I told that I wanted to do podcasting, technically. And then I told you afterwards. But I told him, and he was, like, quiet about it for, like, a minute or two. And then he's like, what's it going to be about? Like, then started probing me for that. And I was just like, you know what? I don't know. But I want to do it. I've been <laughs> wanting like, to do it. I just want one. I don't care what it's about. Yeah. So then from there, like, he's like, make a notebook. Write down all the titles of things that you want to talk about. Or like the title of the podcast or something. He's like, you don't want to limit yourself because then there's people who limit themselves and they're stuck. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh. And then I would think after that, he'll just out of sight, out of mind, forget about it, ignore it. But then like one or two weeks later, he's like, so have you thought about your podcast? Like he'll follow up. I was like, yes, I have a notebook. He's like, let me see. And he's like, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, Maybe. Yeah. And it was really interesting. Yeah, that that is a good point. When Johnny and I hang out together, we just complain about you. So I don't know. <laughs> Y'all are mean. It's kind of funny because we always say it's like, oh, all the time we spend time with Kim, like she always talks about herself. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's true. I was like, it's just Kim has this issue where she can only see what's going on in her life <laughs> at the moment. It, like like you keep talking about in the podcast. Not you specifically, but that's just how people are. That's uh, They mm -hmm. tend to be more interested in what's going on in their life or in their eyes, through their eyes. And Johnny was like, yeah, Kim does that a lot. Like if you're talking to her, she could be on her phone. And I know when you're on your phone, you're trying to listen, but you're not good at multitasking. No, I'm not. So so you can see that you're clearly not listening if you're on your phone. Like if you're texting a, a group of your friends, you're deep in that conversation. You're not listening to me anymore. And that's that's stuff that I talked to Johnny about. And I'm like, and, but like the funny thing is, like you said, Johnny's the opposite. He could be on his phone, but he's still listening. <laughs> so that's Johnny and I complain about it together. I was like, Kim, like she tried she like she talks to us but as long as it's about her she's like invested she's like but if it starts to become about us she's like do 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 so that's what johnny and i complain about <laughs> so that's just like elevator music <laughs> so that's how like uh that's how we usually start our like <laughs> days where we're out on our own and then later on i'm like so johnny how are you tell me about you 
or like you know just eventually it becomes like whatever we're feeling or wanting to talk about so yeah i feel like me and johnny usually live more in the moment we don't really worry too much about what's going on in johnny's car johnny has this uh dash cam and the other day like a couple weeks ago he wanted food and he asked me to go with him so i was like okay fine i guess i'll go with you I went with him and he was driving because he wa- he was the one that wanted the food. He just, I guess, didn't want to go alone. And his dash cam took a picture. But I, I heard like the, you know, that shutter sound, like a picture being getting taken. And I started like looking around because I had forgotten that Johnny had a dash camera. And Johnny was like, oh, my dash cam took a picture. I was like, oh, I thought we were getting like some paparazzis. And I was like, no flash photography, please. <laughs> and Johnny was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like stuff like that where it's just like oh i live more in the moment where i'm just like oh let me just talk to johnny like you know like i'm totally chill and then i just like act on the spur of the moment like i hear i hear a flat or a camera shutter sound and i'm like no no pictures please please <laughs> or, or i also made the joke i was like johnny it's like we went to um he got his food and then he got me mcdonald's or something and and we were like leaving the drive through of McDonald's and that's when we heard the shutter sound. And I was like, oh, it's the paparazzi, Johnny. They're like, Johnny, 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 you went to McDonald's. What did you get? What did you get? <laughs> like they were like <laughs> invested in what, <laughs> his life. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's that's how I live my life. <laughs> but oh, my God, it was so funny. I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> For me, I listen in the background and I get stories. So I don't need to follow up on those questions because I kind of already know the stories and I just wait for someone to tell me the story themselves like I won't confront them or anything about it but I guess you on the other hand there's a story that you had that you didn't know anything about but I kind of knew because I happened to be around during that time oh yes in regard yes okay so this was a different day basically where uh, Johnny and I went to go get food Mm-hmm. This was, I, I don't know, maybe the week before, the week after. I don't remember. But it was like recently as well. And this was a story that happened some time ago that, like you said, I, I wasn't around or I just didn't know. I didn't hear about it. And we went to go pick up food somewhere. And he was taking like a shortcut or a different route to go to our house. And he happened to pass by some apartments where his friends live. And he was like, oh, my friend so-and-so lives here. And my friend so-and-so lives over here. And I was like, oh, so-and-so, the one that's dating uh, your friend? And he's like, yeah, that person. He's like, but they're not dating anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I get it. You know, relationships end. But he was like, oh, um, yeah, my friend cheated on her. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, trying to rationalize it because we actually know our brother's friends, not 100% well, but like they they usually spend time at each other's houses. Like, it's like, oh, I'm going to my best friend's house. And it's like, okay, or oh, my best friends are coming. So they're rather close, although we don't like talk to them a whole lot. We knew their personalities and knew they were all into gaming and stuff. And they were, you know, pretty much good kids. So we we knew most of them and this one particular friend was dating another friend of my brother's. So my brother and his other best friend 
found out or knew that their other friend was cheating on their girlfriend who happened to also be a friend of theirs. And because they knew about it, my brother's best friend actually asked my brother and he was like, hey, how do you feel about this? You know, basically being like, yeah, I know, you know, and I know you I know, you know, and you know, I know He's like, I don't support it. What do you think? And my brother was like, yeah, I don't agree with what's going on. The cheating, basically. He's like, I think we should confront our friend about it. Our friend who is a closer friend, the guy friend who's doing the bad things and see what he feels and what he's going to do about it. He basically gave him like an ultimatum like, hey, either you talk to your girlfriend and tell her he's like, either you stop and talk to your girlfriend about it or we tell her what you're doing. You know, my brother basically gave him this option for like a month to see like what kind of actions he was going to do. You know, sometimes it takes time to get to that point where you're going to be like, you know what? Yeah, this isn't right. Like it takes time. So he gave him a month to like sit on it and like let it marinate. And my brother told me, he's like, yeah, after that month, he didn't stop. So I told his girlfriend and I was like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah. So me and my friend told his girlfriend that our other friend was cheating on her. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, you know, that seems like a lot to go through that I I didn't hear about. So I was like, wow, that's crazy. But I remember thinking, I was like, that's kind of nice to hear in a sense without like getting like too much into detail, even though I didn't know these things or, you know, our, our family or whatever doesn't know these things to hear that you were still willing to stand up and do the right thing. It's nice to hear. It's like reassuring because although people don't know about it, it's kind of like when people find out, it's going to make you think like, oh, no, he's a good kid because despite people not knowing, he was still doing the right thing, you know? Yeah, I think it's really comforting for us to know that that's like he has these good morals he has these good ideals and even if he's willing to lose a friend over it as long as he's on the right side then i think that's good and a lot of people just think oh johnny's just playing games he's all by himself doing things because most of our family only know johnny as that he plays video games the only way you can get close to him is when he's playing video games, he's not going to bite you or anything. But then now that he's older, you can communicate with him and have like deep moments and know that it's a comforting conversation, that you don't need to be afraid of him, even though he's like tall and scary looking just because of his size. <laughs> we Have we talked about how Johnny has that um, RBF? No. No? Oh, okay. Well, I am pretty sure we've established this in like our household family that Johnny has this demeanor about him. So before he used to actually drive his own vehicle, he used to ride the bus to like work and school or back home. And my dad would actually say how it's good that his neutral face is kind of just upset, angry, like not content. You know, it's just kind of like always... You, you just never fully know if he's happy or not. So you just kind of don't want to mess with him. You just want to back away and leave him alone in case you just happen to flip the wrong lid and then they blow up on you. 
Yeah, so my dad was saying, he's like, oh, it's so good that he has that, like, neutral face expression that, like, gives off, like, stay away from me vibes. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, this was, like, you know, a couple years ago, he was still young. My, like, in my dad's eyes, he, he is still young, obviously. But he always felt like, oh, you know, he's this big guy. He's like, yeah, he looks intimidating. Yeah, he might be big. But... You know, there's still that worry of, oh, if people approach him, if multiple people approach him, you know, will he be able to handle himself? Or, oh, he's this big intimidating guy, but he's still like a cuddly guy. You know, he's not really a fighter. And I'm like, yeah, those things are true. But I wouldn't say that he wouldn't be able to defend himself. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he would still try. It's nicer to know, yes, that he has this demeanor that gives off the unfriendly vibes so that people are less likely to mess with him. I think it's really interesting, though, because what you hear on like TV through movies growing up, you automatically expect boys to roughhouse, be aggressive growing up, get into fights, things like that. I guess it's also a matter of like birth order when it comes to that and then who you're raised by. And Johnny happens to be <laughs> surrounded by women. Mom, you, me, and then there's dad. <laughs> Dad's not a woman, but that's the only like. Can <laughs> <laughs> you just imply? He's like, Dad's not a woman, but he's not exactly a guy either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, dad is a guy, but dad also has these he's, ideas. He's also raised two women, basically. Yes. So that's the thing. Dad was also raised by women, so he has some of the. No, no, no. I, I was saying things. that he was raising women. Like, he was raising us. So he's used to being gentler because he had... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see yeah, what I'm that saying? That, that's what yeah. I was trying to say. For me, it's the opposite way. He was also raised by women because well, he yeah, has... yeah, he was. But you know our dad. He's a troublemaker. Yes. So that's, a, that's the thing, though. You would think that after having a dad who was a troublemaker growing up would end up raising a troublemaker son. But because dad was used to raising women that i don't know but we're glad that we have a brother that that is the way he is yeah he's a mellow jello yes he is did we did we already say everything we wanted to say i think the only thing that i have left on my list uh -huh. is how our brother also has this weird sixth sense thing like mom does yeah yeah huh? yeah that's a good point we briefly brought it up in Ooh, second or third episode of our season two. But he always has this weird instinct that he just knows before we even tell him or before we anything. So the weirdest thing happened maybe in the beginning of the month mm -hmm. of January. Sorry. And I got bad news. I got a call from Johnny and he's like, I want to go get ice cream. And it's just like he knew that I was just in the wrong mood. But he also happens to know when like you're in an off mood or when it's that time where we just have cravings for other things. And he's just like, you're more moody today. I don't know. Well, I mean, I haven't noticed particularly that he knows that I, I have a mood for like foods or anything. But I also don't think I actually really get moods for food. I'm not like a foodie like you guys are. But like you too obviously know each other's time where you're like i could go for some food you know what yeah me too <laughs> but like i usually have i've mentioned this before as well in different previous podcasts that 
he does have that like moment of like intuition where he knows oh something is up or hey you're not okay and i have mentioned how in the past for whatever reason like i would get i i would have gotten into a fight with like our mom or our dad or something and it like really got to me and he talked to me and he was like oh don't worry it's fine you'll be fine and i was just like no the world is ending no everything's horrible and then he would like that he went to go talk to mom and dad like oh cindy's really beat up about this you should talk to her you know make her feel better she's like not okay those are things that like i wonder sometimes it's like okay where did you get that from? You know, like how people always often look at like, oh, you know, I got this from my mom. Oh, I got this from my dad. It's like, I don't know. I don't know who they would have got. It. I mean, probably from our mom. Our mom tends to be that way, I feel like. But what I'm trying to say is where did you learn this? Because you didn't learn it directly by watching other people's behavior. It was like something you developed because of your kind heart, if you will. It's nice because you're like, oh, he didn't learn this directly from somebody, but indirectly he brought it out of himself. Yeah. Which is, I think is like nice to see and experience. Sometimes it catches you off guard because you don't know it's coming. But I feel like those tend to be like your happy moments too. So like me, for example, when I was all beat up about like having an argument or a fight with our parents or something and having Johnny like care that much, it's just like... <laughs> somebody does care thank you, <laughs> you know? i know he's like a big teddy bear just comes in at the moment that you need to you need a hug yeah and he does those two random hugs they're not frequent but they're nice oh i think he does that to me more because i annoy him the most that he'll just like i'll be laying down and he'll just lay down on top of me and i'm like what do you want he's like i just want to annoy you i'm like Ugh. i can't breathe get off the funny thing is, I feel like you like the most attention. So although he, he may say it, he does it to annoy you, I feel like you partially like it. I feel, yeah, I, I'm being honest with you. Like I feel like you partially like it. Like, like I said, you like attention. <laughs> so although it may be like, oh, yeah, he's annoying me. If he wasn't there annoying you, you'd be you know doing whatever you're doing and would you really be happy doing what you're doing just all the time just i don't know i don't know like what if you're doing homework and you're stressed out and you just need a little break and he's just there for a little bit a little moment a little glimpse just to annoy you just to change your mood from that stressful assignment and then the moment he's gone you gotta get back to that assignment mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got lucky with the brother that we have. Yeah, if only I could have changed my sister. <gasps> <laughs> You're mean. I want a refund on my sister, too. Uh, well, you didn't get any money for it. <laughs> or you didn't pay any money for me. I still want a refund. Can I return the sister for a new one? Nah, you're 25 years too late. They only have a 10-day guarantee refund. At ten, 10 days is not enough time to realize if you want it or not. <laughs> okay, they have a year <laughs> warranty. I don't know. <laughs> Damn it, I'm stuck with you. Yeah, but... For anyone who is curious about why we are talking about our brother, is that this is an honorary birthday podcast for him. It doesn't release on the day of his birthday, but... This is his, it's just his, a, a whole... It's his uh, birthday month. This is going to be released on the month of his birthday. Yes. 
so on the month of his birthday and it's just our little hey we love you we may not show you how we love you but this is one way we can do it by talking about you because you are our brother yeah well i mean we'll also get you stuff johnny don't worry but (laughs) but this is another way we're gonna give you give you something if you will yep So thank you all so much for listening to this episode of our brother, who is the most lovely, scary looking teddy bear. Mm, Yeah, I I guess that's how you could say it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, can, can I before we actually leave, can I say how much of a ninja grip he has? Sure. Okay. so for all those that actually listen to our podcasts may actually know that we share a bedroom. We all sleep in the same room and everything, which I'm pretty sure we've mentioned because there are struggles to that. And there are times where my brother goes to sleep earlier because he has to work earlier. And he has fallen asleep with his phone on and in his hands. So I occasionally, if I'm like going to bed and I see that he had his phone in his hand, I'm like, oh, let me move it so he can get more comfortable or like, oh, what if it's like dying? Let me charge it for him or whatever. Right. And he has a full sized bed because he's tall. He needs to uh, he needs the room. And I was trying to reach over to him because he kind of sleeps diagonally. And so he was further to the back corner and two sides of his bed are against the wall so there was only like really one side that I could be like leaning over to reach onto him so like my hand was on the wall and on something else to try and reach over to grab his phone to take it out and like I'm on my tippy toes trying to reach over without touching him or waking him up and my my little hands trying to grab the phone away from him and asleep he has this ninja death grip around his phone with one single hand and i cannot take that phone out of his hand i was like i just i wanted to take it down put it away take it to the side put it to charge all i ended up doing was just pushing that little off screen button because i couldn't grab it (laughs) and i was like oh my god i was like take it i don't want it I I wanted to help you and I was like nope let me just turn off the screen because like you know how sometimes occasionally say you're watching YouTube that auto play button goes and then your phone just drains and then the next morning you're like ah man I wish I had turned off my phone or something like that happens to me occasionally so I always kind of wake up in the middle of the night and like check my phone and I make sure that it's off or like the screen is off so it doesn't just keep playing so I was trying to help him out and do that but He had this ninja death grip on his phone. And I was like, okay, whatever. I give up. Sleep with the damn thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's scary. Like, his hands can just hold on to something so tightly. Even in his sleep, when you're, like, the most unconscious. Like, you shouldn't be even holding on to something. I don't know. I I was pretty funny. I told him the next morning and he was just laughing. He's like, haha. I heard that uh, that next morning I heard you explaining that whole story and I was just like, I was like, Johnny, I was on my tippy toes. I was reaching over you. I was trying to be all stealthy so I wouldn't wake you up. I was like, if I had pulled any harder, I would have just fallen on top of him. (laughs) (laughs) That would have woken him up. (laughs) But, oh my god, it was so funny. Let us know if you want to hear more stories about our family, whether it is our brother, our mom, our dad, 
us. Yeah, I was. If I had had more time to prepare for this, I would have liked to have asked mom or dad for a story regarding our brother or something. But I, I kind of feel like I added that in by adding in that story about like our mom taking care of our brother and him getting on the internet and then our dad with the oil change. So I brought in a little pizzazz in. Yeah. But I would have liked to hear them saying something specifically if they remember it, you know? Yeah. I hope you all love this episode. Make sure you all follow us on our social media handle. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, Discord, other social media probably, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Our user handle is at a playful escape. You can send us an email at aplayfulescape at gmail.com. Let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about, any questions you want us to answer, things like that. Any other comments, Cindy, before we finally close this episode? Happy birthday, Jenny, whenever it, whenever this comes out. <laughs> Happy birthday! Until next time. Bye! Bye!